At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Two of the nightcap on a Friday evening as we get ready for the final weekend of the NFL season. We're getting you ready for the national championship on Monday and another national championship tomorrow. That gentleman over there at the Circus Sportsbook is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. And Sean, I know she has hosted this program before, but while you and I are together, she has never been on the show with us we've worked with her separately over the holidays on follow the money but man it's going to be great to bring on stormy bonantoni the host of my guys in the desert a sideline reporter extraordinaire who last time she was on the sidelines she interviewed john daly so stormy who is the who's who you're going to interview tomorrow at the fcs national championship Oh my goodness. That what an introduction, first of all. Very excited to be with you guys. Um, you know, I don't think that we'll have a John Daly show up on the sideline. Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, all those fellows are a little bit busy um with their ties to both coaches and both programs, but um should be a fun game. I gotta tell you, like for as excited as I was to do the Outback Bowl last week, and I was telling everybody that was maybe one of the best sideline experiences I've ever had doing a football game, 
I'm already anticipating this to top it. I'm so excited for this game, especially after all those bowl games where we were wondering who's going to be motivated, who's not. These are two teams that are so hungry and in such different spots. It's kind of a David and Goliath type of a game. I'm so pumped. Well, Stormy, I have a fanboy request for you. And just to put a little context on this, the Ginger Genius uh, made his sideline. I don't know if it was debut, but at least for this football season, it was his first time on the sideline, Arizona State, Wisconsin. And I asked him to make sure he told Herm Edwards that I said hello. He did not do it. So I have a fanboy request for you because Hunter Lupke I think that's how you say his name, is one of my favorite players in college football. So if you see him in pregame or whenever, please send my regards to the do-it-all Swiss Army knife for that North Dakota State offense. I certainly will. Lucky, super close, though, um, and he is awesome. So I, I'm mad, Tim. I can't believe you didn't do that for Herm. You got to help out your boy. Um, but yes, John, I will do what I can for you to say what's up to Hunter, especially if North Dakota State does end up winning this thing. But Hunter Lefke had two touchdowns, nearly 200 all-purpose yards in that semifinal game. And um, yeah. when we talked to the coaching staff earlier today, they said that they've kind of been holding him back a little bit throughout the regular season until the playoffs to let him loose. And uh, they certainly did that last week and they're hoping for it last game and they're hoping for it again in the championship. Yeah. Well, first off, Sean's lying. Uh, you know, he texted me like <laughs> mid game and was like, say hi to Herm. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go tap him on I the have, shoulder. Your halftime interview, Tim, you go up to Herm Edwards. Oh, and by the way, Sean says hi. Well, he I doesn't mean, call the plays, so he's free. And, and, Just walk up and, to him while the game's going look, on. Herm, Herm was a tremendous halftime interview. It was, you know, <laughs> I'm standing there, they're down 20 to three or whatever. And uh, he was great. And I'm, yeah. Oh, by the way, my, my co-host, Sean King. And also the reason stormy that uh, Sean likes Hunter Lupke is because I had James Madison on a Friday <laughs> night, December, and my terrible co-host just likes me losing bets. So he's like, look at that guy, go that guy. So that's why he's not, he doesn't know. He didn't wow. know Hunter Lupke from a hole in the ground. Oh my gosh, this is electric. I love the back and forth between you guys. By the way, you're dead on about Herm Edwards. He's just fascinating to talk to and interview. He still uses a notebook that he's had for decades from when he was coaching the Jets that he still uses to this day. Just fascinating human being. Well, Stormy, a lot of people may not know a lot about North Dakota State, Montana State. So who are some of the key players in tomorrow's contest um, who is dependent, uh, I guess, on both sidelines, you know, for the result, whether it be good or bad? Like, who are some of the players that we should watch and anticipate, you know, being an integral part of tomorrow's contest? Well, first and foremost, Sean, the story of this game, the marquee player that everybody's going to be talking about, I know we'll talk about a ton in the broadcast, is touchdown Tommy Malott, the quarterback for Montana State, who was the fourth string quarterback true freshman, started the season playing special teams, covering kicks, playing a little bit of slot receiver, who started his first game at quarterback in the playoffs and has since won three straight games and been just a dynamic running threat, doing it all. You talk about a do-it-all player. Um, He has done it all for this team, been so fun to watch. I think he's got 
four passing touchdowns, six rushing touchdowns, and a receiving touchdown just since the postseason started. So he is certainly somebody to keep an eye on that could cause North Dakota State a good amount of problems. And because he has only really played significant reps at the quarterback position starting in the postseason, he's extremely healthy. He hasn't had the wear and tear of a full season since replacing former NC State transfer Matt McKay. Um, On both teams, I think something good to watch out for is that both of their star players did not play in their semifinal games. So for North Dakota State, Christian Watson, their star wide receiver, who's expected to get drafted this year, um, a very explosive player. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. And for Montana State, their star running back, Isaiah Afonso, um, has had chronic knee pain, um, just an accumulation of knee pain, but he's been back practicing. Both players are game time decisions, um, but in talking to the coaching staff, it certainly feels like they're at least going to try. Um, they're going to suit up for warmups and see how they feel and ideally utilize them at least in a limited capacity in the game from what I understand. So I'm um, just keep Keep an eye out for that for sure. So, Stormy, on the Montana side, did Matthew McKay get injured? Did the coaching staff just decide that Tommy Mullot gave him a better opportunity? Like, how did that entire quarterback, you know, situation occur? What brought it about? Yeah, so it was kind of an accumulation over the last five or so regular season games from what Brent Vegan told us was that You could tell that they needed a little bit of a spark, a little bit of a change. And after that final regular season game, they sat Tommy down and said, hey, we're going to decide to go with you. And in turn, Matt McKay went into the transfer portal immediately after that. So any option to split time with both guys was taken off the table after McKay decided to do that. But they felt confident enough in the true freshman to make that decision before he went into the transfer portal. I think that's something from a timeline perspective not a lot of people really realize was that Tommy was the decision. We're talking to Stormy Bonatoni, of course, our colleague here at VEASAN, my guys in the desert, weekdays here on VEASAN, and also a sideline reporter, just does tremendous work uh, with uh, with Dave Fleming. And uh, is it going to be your normal crew, Dave Fleming and Rod Gilmore, tomorrow? So, unfortunately, our guy Rod um, is sick. It's not COVID-19, but he's had okay. um, health issues, and he's going to unfortunately not be with us. But Jay Walker will be on the call, um, my first time working with him. So, very, very excited. But we're certainly going to miss Rod. We're wishing him the best. So, Stormy, me and Jay, if I'm not mistaken, were the same draft class. I think he got selected by the Vikings from Howard, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So, please tell Jay I said hello, and I will shoot Rod a text. So how about this, Tim? When I played in the Liberty Bowl my last year at Tulane, mm-hmm. Rod Gilmore yeah. was on the call. And uh, when you go back and hear replays of that game, <laughs> I mean, he was he did a great job of, of giving the guys their due credit. So I, I've always been a huge fan of his. And he kind of held my hand when I went to ESPN and, and was calling games before I went back into coaching. So prayers with Rod. I know he's been battling some stuff. But please tell Jay I said hello as well, Stormy. Yeah, I will. Gosh, you just know everybody, Sean. That was, Tim, I'm sure you get this a lot working with Sean, but when I was doing some Follow the Money shows with him, like every guest we had knew him personally. I was just third wheeling every guest on the show. (laughs) No, Stormy did a tremendous job. She carried me, and I can be heavy, but uh, I'm always in her debt, you know, for her ability to help me get through a show. You know, I like to joke a lot, Tim. Follow the Money is more of a 
<laughs> serious show. So she kept me in line. Got to keep the reins on you. <laughs> hey, Stormy, uh, before we uh, let you run and uh, keep your preparations for tomorrow, it'll be an early morning. I know uh, down there in Frisco, uh, check that out, ESPN2 tomorrow. Uh, we got about uh, about 90 seconds or so. National championship on uh, on the FBS side, Bama and Georgia. We saw a little bit of a line move today down to two and a half. Uh, you've seen a lot of college football this year. Uh, what are your thoughts on the national championship? So I don't know if I'm going to be kicking myself, but I'm riding with Mattress Mac taking the Crimson Tide money line. Um, I even I placed a bet on the money line. I placed a bet on them when they were plus three. I mean, how often are you going to get Alabama plus three, especially after the damage that they did to Georgia in the SEC championship? Bryce Young was just I mean, record-setting incredible. Um, I, I know what Georgia did in the semifinal, and they are deservedly to be a favorite again. I just I know the record with Nick Saban against his former assistant, 4-0 against this one in particular, and I'm, I'm rolling with the tide. Roll, tide, roll, baby. All right, you're rolling with Sean. I'm going against you. I'll be on Georgia. That's the beauty <laughs> of sports betting. Someone's right. Someone's wrong. Uh, Stormy, we'll be watching tomorrow. Uh, hopefully the weather holds up. I'll do a, 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 we'll do a, an anti-rain dance for you. Please do. I could use all the help. For somebody named Stormy, boy, do I hate rain. Thanks for the fun, guys. <laughs> all right, travel safe tomorrow. Have a great time, Stormy. <laughs> Thanks, guys. She is Stormy Bonatoni. She will be on the sidelines of the FCS National Championship. We got some thoughts on it. Some more thoughts on Bama, Georgia, too. It's the nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. The next feature, the new feature, I should say, gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Thanks again to our colleague, Stormy Bonatoni. She'll be down in Frisco, Texas. Man, a lot of football games, Sean. We had two bowl games down in Frisco, now the uh, FCS National Championship, which is actually usually a really, really good crowd. Uh, You know, North Dakota State's got a massive fan base uh, I imagine Montana State uh, being in this, you know, in this championship game will will travel quite well. So uh, usually that's a that's a great atmosphere. Good stadium uh, might rain a little bit, um, but uh, great insight from uh, from Stormy uh, on those two uh, on those on that game. And, you know, you made fun of me for betting against North Dakota State, but it was at the Fargo Dome. But mm-hmm. it sounds like you're going to be rolling uh, with the Bobcats, uh, with me on uh, tomorrow tomorrow morning. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to go Montana State and over in that game. You know, anytime your quarterbacks touchdown Tommy Malott, you know, okay, <laughs> we're going to score. So I'm rolling with that. Then uh, Ifanze, the running back, is going to play, but also Watson for however long he's in for North Dakota State, the receiver. They'll be explosive, but uh, I like the seven and a half, and then I'm going to go over. Uh, hopefully I can find 41, 41 and a half somewhere. I know it's 42 here at Circa, but I'll shop around and see if I can, you know, find a book that has it, uh, maybe a, a total that's a little lower. 
Yeah, well, I looks like, like uh, State in that. Yeah, it looks like uh, looks like Westgate uh, and DraftKings have it at forty-one and a half. So uh, that'll be fun tomorrow uh, for those of you on the East Coast, noon Eastern. Uh, for us out here in Las Vegas, nine Pacific uh, for that one. We got a bunch of Week eighteen things to hit on. Uh, we'll give out our bankrolls as well. You're gonna uh, love coming mine. up in a little bit. Oh, you're gonna uh, love mine. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you do last week? Did you did you get anything right last week? I hit a uh, underdog money line, the Did Arizona you? Cardinals. Okay. Yeah, and then there I should have hit two. I mean, I still don't know how the Ravens lost by by scoring less points, probably. Yeah, that's one synopsis that's available. It's not the one I was looking for, but mm. I mean, why look to you to, for you? Why look to you for comfort? I mean, I know I can't find it there. You, I mean, you you outwardly root against my bets on a it's nightly not basis. True. This is this is very true. No, this is very true. No, Unless we're on the same side. We were side on the same side in that. We both had Butler. I can't wait to Greg Peterson gets here. We both had Butler. I did not. So I think you told me that, but I didn't bet blindly. Uh, I just liked the spot. Xavier was coming yeah, off a of COVID ball. They hadn't played in about, what, 20 Butler, plus days. You know, the public was pounding Xavier as if the game had already been played. And hey, uh, as I as I let someone know on on Twitter, I said, when you bet stinky lines, sometimes the teams just stink. And uh, that's what happened tonight. So, and, and yeah, the, you win some. The only regret I had, Tim, was that my good friend, Shaka Smart, who just brought in a, a windfall of money for both of us, yeah. uh, were on the road at Georgetown, and we should have backed them again. They, they won by 20-plus in a game. The spread was on, I think, two and a half. It's one of those. It's one of those things, uh, and I've said this before. It was like the. It was like the Western Kentucky bowl game where I didn't bet Western Kentucky. I bet them all year, and then you know they started to get a little popular, and I'm like, ah, I'm good. You know, I, I <laughs> betting betting Marquette as a favorite. I was like, I don't know if I want to do that, and uh, yeah, they were the right side big time. Georgetown was coming off a COVID pause as well, and and Marquette just obliterated them. So uh, for those of you who. Uh, who backed the uh, the shock of smarts tonight? You were uh, you were victorious. You know, I we've been we've been kind of hitting on different angles of of Georgia and Alabama all week, and you know, I want to bring up something that was uh, that was posted today. I was surprised. Now I know Circa certainly attracts a different better than you know your typical place. It's more of a you know professional betters love to bet at Circa. Um, you know, with the high limits that they have and they don't restrict anybody, et cetera. I was surprised to hear that Derek said as of right now, they need Georgia because David Purdom over at ESPN wrote an article today. And I think our friend Patrick Everson wrote an article too, but I just have David Purdom's up right now. And uh, these were some fascinating numbers and it doesn't surprise me. Uh, over at Caesars Sportsbook, they have on the money line right now, 91% of the bets are on Bama and 90% of the dollars are on Bama. That's the money line. And then as for point spread, 72% taking the points with Bama, 70% of the money, Sean, on Alabama. So I'm not surprised. Uh, this is going to be a, a lopsided ticket total. And I think this weekend is just going to make it even more lopsided in favor of Alabama. I agree, and it almost makes me want to take Georgia, but 
I guess if the pool going to be full of suckers, I'm going to be in the pool as well because I think I'm going to stay with Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. I mean, it's just one of those things where that was my opinion early. But then again, I got to be careful because I was in the same boat with Michigan. And Mm -hmm. then the day of the game, I just had an epiphany and I went Georgia. So to to my viewers, to, to the listeners, right now I am betting Alabama. I have not made a wager on this game, however, yet. So today, uh, speaking of Caesars, um, you know, I, I Caesars, they took the mattress Mac bet. They took the 1.5 or sorry, the $1.2 million bet on the Bama money line at plus 125. And I actually wrote up for VEASAN.com today. And, you know, other people's have, uh, other people have, have alluded to this as well, because there's going to be so much interest on Bama Moneyline because it is a short price uh, with the point spread, right? That you might as well, I'm sure in the eyes of the the casual better, just take the plus money and bet Alabama on the money line. What's the likelihood of it landing two or one? Um, so you're actually getting a cheaper money line right now, Sean, uh, for what the point spread is. So I actually, before the show tonight, uh, I stopped by and uh, and and fired away on uh, on Georgia at minus one twenty five on the money on the line. money line. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. I just you know at this point, my luck, Sean. It, it, you know, I would it would land too. You know, Georgia would win twenty three twenty one. I'd be like, great. You know? So <laughs> I just I can't. I, I, again, and I, I'm I'm evaluating what I'm going to do. How am I going to play this game? And what I keep coming back to, Tim. And this might be a terrible approach, but I, if I'm going to lose this bet, I'd rather lose siding with Saban and Bryce Young. I, like, I don't want to go into the entirety of the college football offseason, and the only thing I can remind myself of every morning is I had Nick Saban and Bryce Young at plus money and went the other way. Like, I just don't know if I can live with myself if, if I take Georgia and Bama wins. I mean, I... I think that I mean that approach is 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 very understandable. I mean Nick Saban, four and zero all time against Kirby Smart, five and one as an underdog straight up since two thousand and eight. Uh, they were an underdog earlier this year and they won convincingly. Uh, all those factors play into it, and you know quarterback obviously they have the advantage there. You know one thing that I think is being overlooked a little bit, and we've talked. Fairly amount uh, enough about John Mechie being out, but you know there's a bunch of other injuries that have mounted up there for Alabama. Josh Job, remember he missed the playoff game, uh, their top corner, and he's probably not going to go on Monday night. He's dealing with uh, surgery to uh, for tur- turf toe. Uh, Jalen Armour Davis, their other corner, was in and out of the semifinal dealing with a hip injury. They've got a pair of offensive linemen. Uh, that Nick Saban was uncommittal about. So, you know, they are banged up. And it's it's really surprising going back to the SEC championship because I watched a bunch of it back and how Georgia was unable to get to Bryce Young because, Sean, that is the only game this year that Bryce Young has not been sacked. Auburn sacked him seven times. This offensive line is far from vintage. They allowed 38 sacks this year. That's 102nd in the country. You talk, We talked about uh, this a little bit. Uh, I think it was yesterday on the show, and I was like, 
sometimes those groups, when you lose pieces like Alex Leatherwood, it takes them a period of time to really gel. And if you just look at the last two games of the season, Georgia and Cincinnati, they played exceptional. So maybe they figured it out, and maybe we're going to see that improved offensive line against Georgia. I know they're going to need it. Well, they're banged up, though, so we'll see. Uh, but I'm fired up for it. I'm sure this game will be part of our bankrolls for the weekend and into Monday. We'll get to those next. Stick around. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. This is the Nightcap on VEASAN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show, like when Derek Stevens and company were in studio with Sean or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcast. You'll get Beating the Book with Gail Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. We've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free. Available now, head to vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on vcin. Lakers and Hawks going on right now at, what is it, Cryptocurrency Center, something like that now? I'm still calling it the Staples. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Um, I'm just calling it the Staples. It's Crypto.com Arena. Crypto.com Arena. Um, Staples sounds better. I know you've uh, you've you've thrown your your shade on on Bruce Feldman um, because of uh, the Jim Harbaugh situation. Yeah, but we're friends, so I can do that. So it's not like I'm attacking someone I don't know. He had two tremendous articles uh, this week in the Athletic. Uh, he talked to a handful of coaches uh, that played against or coached against Alabama and Georgia, and uh, it was really. Uh, enlightening and you know one uh, one coach you know everyone talks about Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean for Georgia uh but Jalen Carter uh he is he's the guy that all these coaches are raving about 63 310 pounds he's a sophomore one of the, one coach said holy bleep this 88 jumps off the tape. I think he is the best one in the front. He's so big, but so quick twitch. He has an uncanny ability to redirect and has really good balance. He can get out of position and might not use great technique, but he will still make the play. He's really talented. I mean, that's the thing. And I think that's ultimately what I what I go back on is I, I do think, and you know, we talked about it, Sean, you know, how hard it is to beat a team twice. I know it's overused, that saying, but, you know, we went through the numbers. It is. It's hard to do. And I think this Georgia team is uh, is fired up, as well Alabama. It's a national championship. But uh, I, I just – I'm very fascinated to see their front seven against this Alabama O-line. And, and I think John Mechie – you know, go back to the SEC championship, Sean. John Mechie had six catches for 97 yards and a touchdown in the first half. And now Georgia's had time to game plan against an Alabama offense without their go-to guy. I mean, I know they have Ja'Cory Brooks. uh, They have Slade Bolden. 
Uh, Billingsley, the tight end, has started to emerge again. So they got guys, but I, I do think the loss of Mechie is a big, big deal. And uh, they were able to overcome it against Cincinnati because the game plan was run the ball. But they they need to really figure out a way to uh, to you know uh, fill in the void of of Mechie. I don't look at it as that significant of a loss. And it's not because Mechie isn't an elite player, but it's because of how good I think Ja'Cory is. Ja'Cory was the number one player in the country, you know, in his draft class. He's the guy that caught the over-the-shoulder fade route to beat Auburn at the end of that game. Like, So it's not like he hasn't played. But again, like last year, we didn't know who Jamison Williams and Mechie were. I know Jamison was at Ohio State at the time, but because it was all about Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. And before those two, it was Jerry Judy, and it was Calvin Ridley, and it was Amari Cooper, and, you know, it goes on and on. Like, I just think that's one position in Alabama that I just trust Nick Saban. You know, they, I, they have I, guys I, there. Like, you know, so I just don't know that losing – because you, you remember last year, Waddle missed almost the majority of the year, and they didn't miss a beat. Then they get Waddle back. That's just an added asset. Like, I just – when I, when I, but I, when they learned, but I would say this, they learned how to play without Waddle and Devontae Smith went on to win the Heisman Trophy. Jamison Williams, I think, won the Bolitnikoff, or if he didn't, he was a finalist for it. I mean, and, and you would know better than I, but I mean, he's a, a, a elite speed burner, top 15 prospect. But, you know, what Mechie was, he was that security blanket. He had over 90 catches this year, and uh, I, I think it's. To me, I think it's a bigger loss than than you put on. I know that Ja'Cory Brooks is is incredible, and he scored a touchdown against Cincinnati, streaking down the sideline. Um, and, and, and look, Georgia's and, and, Georgia's. and I guess weakness, I would say this. There, yeah. Would you like to have John Mechie? Yes. If Alabama loses, is it going to be because John Mechie didn't play? No. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. So I'm not well, trying to diminish John Mechie. I'm saying at this time next year, Ja'Cory will be – talked about like you're talking about Jamison Williams. Like he's no, that good. I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I don't I, I agree. I don't think it's as simple as saying if Georgia wins it's because John Mechie wasn't there. I agree. But I do think that John Mechie not being there allows and if you go back and watch, you know, the second half, Dan Lanning was throwing a ton of pressure at Bryce Young in that second half when Mechie went down. And now you've got more time to prepare, scheme it up. You know, I, I, I'm really fascinated to see what, what, what Georgia dials up defensively because clearly what they did in the first game uh, didn't work. They got lit up. And I mean, see, this is a team that and, doesn't get lit up. And just to dig a little deeper on that point you just made, um, I think Kenny White alluded to it earlier in the week when we had him on the show when I asked him about it. That's the weakest part of this Georgia defense mm -hmm. is the 100%. secondary. I think 100%. not having Mechie was more of an issue against Cincinnati, who I think has, well, I know has two NFL corners and that Nickelback's going to play in the NFL as well. I think it was a bigger issue against them than it will be against Georgia. See, that's I disagree, That's where I disagree because what Alabama knew going into, and, and, and I was listening to, uh, who was it? Uh, the analyst from Fox, uh, whose name is escaping, Joel Klatt. Uh -huh. And, you know, he was critical of Luke Fickle because he said, you know, what Luke Fickle and company did in that game was they they honestly should have just left, uh, you know, Gardner and, and Bryant on an island because they're the two best. I mean, that's the best tandem cornerback 
duo in the country, and they should have sold out against the run. I felt like Bill O'Brien's game plan was, we're just going to beat you up and run the ball down your throat, which they did. I mean, well, here's, you know, they, they – Here's where I would push so back So that's on why that I think – that's why I think the Mechie loss is big because they can't do that against this front of Georgia. They can't run the ball against Georgia. Well, here's what I would say to anyone that wanted to criticize Luke Fickle. Alabama had 17 points in the fourth quarter. That game got away from them late. So whatever Cincinnati was doing, but, I, def- but, but whatever they were doing defensively up until that point in the fourth quarter was being effective as far as keeping Alabama out of the end zone for the most part. The issue was offensively, the quarterback didn't play at a high level. So, I mean, when you... When that you, game was... That game was never in doubt, though. I, I know it was, but it was never in doubt because the offense was not being productive because the quarterback didn't play well. But defensively, and the defense couldn't get off the field because. Uh, but they Brian had given Robinson up seventeen was just points it down their throat. But they had given up seventeen points through three quarters to I the just, Heisman Trophy winner and yeah. one of the best, most talented offenses in all of college football. They had given so, up seventeen points. And, so that being said, and they scored a whopping so that twenty-seven. Said, that being said, right? So they struggled through three quarters. Even though I, I think the the score was a bit misleading, I, I think you know you look at the year in totality, and they did kick the living daylights out of Georgia. I mean, mm-hmm. they did. There's no denying it. They won that game so so impressive. But you know. What about the Alabama team that was life and death against TJ Finley, who looks like he can't complete a pass when you watch him in the bowl game or a team that, you know, had six yards rushing against LSU or the team that couldn't stop Arkansas. I mean, that's the thing about Georgia where you can criticize their strength of schedule and that's fair, uh, but they didn't lose to Ar- or they didn't barely beat Arkansas. They beat them 37 to nothing. You know, they had a dud against Alabama I just think consistency this year, actually, despite the fact that they got their butt whipped by Alabama, the consistent team is is Georgia. I mean, every game outside of the SEC title game and the opener against Clemson, they destroyed everybody. I mean, their average margin of victory was four touchdowns this here's, year. Here's what's interesting. When people kind of look at the two offenses, Georgia didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher or 1,000-yard receiver. Alabama had a 1,000-yard rusher and 2,000-yard receivers. Georgia's quarterback threw for 2,700 yards. Alabama's threw for 45. Georgia's quarterback threw 27 touchdowns. Alabama's threw 46. So when you just look at the production, I mean, Alabama's much better. And that's with a couple games where they had to outlaw. Well, the the statistics say that they are more explosive and more productive. well, who's more? Well, what would would you consider yards per play showing explosivity? Well, I mean, you can always find un- unique little stats. Georgia's fourth in the country in yards per play at seven yards per play. We'll talk about it on the other side of the break. This is interesting. We got our bank roll too. I think we differ. I, 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 can people pick up on that? It's the nightcap here on Visa. <laughs>
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. VSN's got a great offer to help you make this your best betting year ever. Our all new Big Game Big Dance special provides 
VSIN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only 69 bucks. Sign up now, you get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoop betting guides, plus full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year. You don't want to miss one of our best deals. Head over to vcin.com slash big deal and sign up today. <clears throat> it is the nightcap here on vcin. That gentleman over there at the Circus Sportsbook, he's a big deal. He's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. I was, uh, I was on with uh, our friends from the Solid Verbal on their podcast earlier this week. They do a giveaway, mm-hmm. Sean, to their listeners. Uh, and, you know, they, you know, they did, uh, it was like an RG three signed mini helmet. And then it was a Desmond Howard signed mini helmet. And I, I said on the podcast, I said, you know, I sit next to a, a legend, like college football legend. You're a college football podcast. So uh, I'm working on, if we could get, can you get us a two lane helmet so we can give it to the, uh, and we'll get that signed and send it off absolutely. to the people of the solid purple. Yeah, absolutely. Get it going. Yeah, let's do it. But I did right, we'll I did want to put a bow on our Alabama yes. Georgia conversation. And I want to see if this changes your mind slightly. Okay. I already told you that Georgia did not have a thousand yard rusher nor a thousand yard receiver. Brian Robinson rushed for a thousand over a thousand yards and Bama had two thousand yard wide receivers. Bryce Young stats, of course, I mean, just engulf Bryce Young. But as a team, Alabama averaged forty one points a game. Georgia only 39, so they average more points. Bama averaged 494 yards per game. Georgia, 447. Through the air, of course, Bama was 336. Georgia was 253. The only statistic offensively where Georgia was better was rushing yards per game. Bama averaged 158. Georgia averaged 194. Third down efficiency. Alabama was 52 Point seven percent, which is fourth in the country, and Georgia was only forty-five point nine. So, just some things to think about. You know, when we start evaluating, especially when you consider strength of schedule, because remember, Georgia dodged Texas A&M on the road, Auburn, Auburn on the road. You know, they dodged some Auburn of these. Auburn went six and six. Sean. I know, but that's the Iron Bowl. That record doesn't Come count in that game. Come on. Records don't count in the Iron Bowl, Tim. T.J. Finley is not a good quarterback. Tim, Iron Bowl. They sacked Bryce Young seven times. I'm not – don't give me the Auburn excuse. They played Arkansas. Both teams played Arkansas. One won 37 to nothing. The other won 42-35. So – and I and and look, you can nitpick statistics all you want. I didn't I nitpick, nitpick statistics. I just gave you what they were. Like well, I, I just went down the list. I, I could have left you, out the rushing yards, I but I didn't. You, I give, well, you didn't mention yards per play. Well, they didn't have is, it here on the, the 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 ones that I have in front of me. It's not listed. All right, yards per play seven point oh one is Alabama is is Georgia fourth best in the country. Alabama was ninth. How about point differential this year? Number one, uh, uh, Georgia. That's directly number correlated to strength of schedule. Alabama. You know, I, I d- well, look up, pull up. You can pull up strength of schedule statistics. It's not going to be that far off. And I, let's not pretend like let's not pretend like Zach Calzada and Texas A and M are some world beater. By the way, didn't he just transfer somewhere? Like, 
Yeah, he went to. I think he went to Auburn. It's so a, it's a cold world in the, in college football. So it, look, let's get to our bankrolls because we're on opposite sides. We're Ooh. not changing each other's minds. So you start, and I'm sure your Alabama play will be uh will be on here. Absolutely. So uh, the bankroll, and as we sit, we got extremely unlucky last week with the uh, Ravens money line. Uh, I think the final score in that game. What was it? Uh. 1918 it was something crazy but they did not get the victory some 20 to 19 was the final score a game that the ravens were winning throughout the majority of the game still not quite sure how they uh ultimately lost that game but you guys know i like underdogs i'm an underdog better and i get nick saban and bryce young on monday night college football championship game i'm going 500 on alabama plus 120 go bama roll tide i like the fighting crimson tide to get it done get her did i'm always picking the better quarterback in these games and bryce young is head and shoulders over stetson bennett mr bennett cool story i'm a fan but this will be the night of by i love the alabama quarterback and his ability to produce under pressure I still have major question marks about Stetson's ability to do the same under duress. Hopefully he'll prove me wrong, and Alabama will screech out a win in a game that Stetson plays outstanding in. But either way, I like Bama. Montana State, I'm going with the underdog. Give me touchdown, Tommy Mulat. I like Montana State to get it done tomorrow. Plus 155 versus North Dakota State, putting 300 to bring back 465. Don't ask me why. Just roll with Montana State. And listen, it's the last week of the NFL season. I'm telling you, in the second half of these games, some of these road favorites are going to rest their players. I know the Bears are actually on the road, but I'll get to why they're on this parlay. If you want to make some money, wouldn't you like to turn 200 into almost four G's? Yes, the Lions will find a way to win the game in the second half once Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are taken out. I like the Lions to end the season with a dub. Also, the Falcons find a way. Taysom Hill, road favorite. Child, please. I'm going with Matt Ryan. Cordell Patterson has a huge game. Falcons find a way to win it late. And listen, I'm telling you guys, Matt Nagy will be the head coach of the Bears next year. He did enough down the stretch. They don't want to fire him, obviously, because they haven't. I'm going Bears money line. Three-team parlay, three dogs all on the money line. Lions, Falcons, Bears, 200 to bring back four. Jeez, let's go, baby. Yeah, you'll be owing me a cigar on Monday when Matt Nagy's fired, but uh, that's okay. Hater, um, hater. Int- you know that Andy Dalton's starting for the Bears, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's just, playing just for a contract remind. next year. Yeah. He's been playing for a contract for about five years. Yeah, the, the Vikings have already turned it in. Like, and the Bears almost beat him the other night. The rest were, they were a little biased think, in the way they call the, that This is game. the game that Kirk actually plays well. Yeah, um, but I think it's also Zimmer's last game. And, you know, I think Kirk okay. will try to play well, but I don't know that that energy will be <sighs> – the same with his teammates. I think a lot of those guys already have tickets booked. They're on the first thing out of Minneapolis International Airport as soon as the game over. They might not even undress. You could see multiple guys in the mini airport with Vikings shoulder pads on. Like, that's how quick they're trying to get out of Minnesota. So, I'm going with Chicago to win this game. All right. Uh, so, last week, uh, I gave out Arkansas as my favorite play. That was an easy victory. 
I gave out Baylor, Matt Corral, or excuse me, I gave out Ole Miss, Matt Corral gets hurt. They would have won. Unfortunately, he gets hurt and Baylor ends up pulling away. And then dumbly, I didn't take the points with Iowa. I take them on the money line and uh, captain uh, conservative there on the sidelines, Kirk Ferentz on fourth and about a half a foot punts the ball in a bowl game because yeah, that's what you should do. Kentucky scores and uh, beats them by three. So I end up being on the wrong side. So let's bounce back this week. Uh, I'm all over Georgia as we have talked about these past couple of segments. Uh, I am on the money line for Georgia, knowing my luck, they would win by one and uh, I would lose my bet. So uh, <laughs> very affordable money line right Such now at, uh, at uh, <laughs> <laughs> very affordable money line minus 125 against Alabama. I will take the points with Montana State. Uh, not as uh, not as bullish on Montana State as my colleague is over there. My co-host got to go with touchdown Tony, Tommy, man. Got to go with touchdown, Tommy. Believe, Tim. You didn't know that nickname until Stormy was on the show earlier this hour. It's mine now. Aaron, can he change it, the money line right here? I'm going to give him a chance. No, I'm, I want my points. Okay. Uh, I, will take, I will take the 49ers plus 4.5, 220 to win 200 against the Rams. Uh, Kyle Shanahan has had success, desperation there. I like the 49ers plus the 4.5. And, and then a little sprinkle on the Raiders. The Mojo at home, Allegiant Stadium, playoff berth on the line. Uh, I'll take plus 140 on the Raiders to win that game against the Chargers. 100 to win 140. So hopefully a good week for me, which would mean in turn a bad week for Sean because I'm on uh, on Georgia. So uh, let's go Bulldogs. Let's bring it on home there, Sean. Yeah, roll with Tim and win 100 bucks. Roll with me and win 100,000. You choose. <laughs> You've lost more money on the bankroll than I have. Jared Smith coming up next right here on the Nightcap. (laughs) At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.